Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Lackadar Podcast. We are very glad you decided to join us today. Our hope here at Lackadar is that we are more than a podcast, not because of us, but because of God, and that we strive to bring glory to Him because that's the only place where glory is deserved, and that the listeners either come to know Christ if they don't, or built up in their walk with Christ. With that being said, of course, Lackadar does not need to be a substitute for your church body. We pray that you're plugged into a church body and are not letting Lackadar be a substitute for that. But hopefully, Lackadar is helping you in your daily walk. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our social media pages, which are in the episode description. We hope you enjoy the episode and God uses it. Alright, thank you so much for tuning in today. Really glad to have you whatever time of day you're listening to this, as we always say. And today will be will not be the typical last Tuesday of the month. We will not have a testimony episode. Today we are doing a special feature of starting our Christmas study early. Instead of starting it closer to Christmas, we're actually going to be doing it today. And it will last until right up until Christmas and maybe even the do like a New Year's episode on the 27th, which will be the two days after Christmas. Who knows? We're just kind of going along with whatever we feel God is calling us to do. But before we even do that, we're going to say a word of prayer and then we'll get into it. Dear Lord, I, I thank you for this day and I I just thank you so much for everything you've done for us, God, as we're coming into this season of remembering when you came to the earth as a man to die for our sins, God. Just please help us to not take that for granted. I know we hear it all the time, God, but just please help us to not take it for granted because it's something we can so easily do. And just please help us to love you and love each other more every day. Help us to be the men and the women you want us to be. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Alright, so there might be a little bit of background noise, that's okay. You know that I can get very loud and probably will get loud. So you might be asking yourself, why are we starting a Christmas study on the Lackadar podcast at the end of November when normally we just do one Christmas episode and we call it good for just that? This year, I felt called to do something a little bit differently. Doing a full study of Christmas. And again, you might be asking yourself, how is it going to last up until Christmas? Well, we're going to do the very atypical thing. I've only really seen this done one time, and I really, really, really liked it when I saw that it was done. It's starting from the very beginning of why we need Jesus. So that's going to be today's, and it's going to be a very overarching thing of why we need Jesus the simple problem, not the simple problem, the problem of sin is that reason. So, with that being said, 
we really could read Genesis 1 through 3 on this. We're going to read select parts of that. And then we're going to read one little verse in Romans. And we'll see where that takes us. So Genesis 1, really quick side note I just want to make mention of. Jesus was there because Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And we, as Christians, know that that us is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Therefore, Jesus was always there. Jesus wasn't born when Jesus the man came to earth. He has always been. He has always existed. And then... When God, created, when God created the world, it was good. We're not going to read everything He creates, and we're not going to read every it was good, it was good. We're going to read Genesis 1.31. After God's created man, He says, And God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. And you ask yourself, what does this have to do with sin? Well, it has a lot to do with sin, because sin has not entered the world at this point, and everything was very good. The earth was good, Adam was good, Eve was not here yet. Everything was just very good. There's not been one thing that is said that has not been good so far. So, that means, and we're going to get to this in just a moment, that the problem for any bad in the world is sin. So... How does sin get in the world? Good question. Glad you asked. Genesis 2, 16 and 17 say this, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So, God says, You can do whatever you want to do. You can eat whatever you want to eat from any tree except this one tree. Pretty simple, right? One tree, that's all. Well, we think it's pretty simple. Let's get to Genesis 3. Genesis 3 says this. We're going to read most of this. Intentionally, we're going to leave out 14 and 15, and I'll tell you why later. But we're going to read everything in Genesis but everything in Genesis 3 but 14 and 15. So Genesis 3, 1 through 13, picking back up in 16 and going all the way to 24. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beasts of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? First thing real quick, he is saying, Did God really say? That is still how Satan gets to us. Did God really say you don't have to do that? Or did God really say you can't do that? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. She added, that Neither shall you touch it. Read a lot about that. Maybe she was saying that for herself. Maybe Adam told her that to put another safeguard there. We're not really sure. But she knows the command. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Changes exactly what God said. Now, as we're going to see, they don't physically die in the moment, but death does enter the scene. 
For God knows when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Again, a half-truth, knowing good and evil. They're not going to be like God. They're going to be like God in that way, but they're not going to be near as powerful as God. Of course not. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. She gets the fruit. Adam is there. Adam was the one the command was directly given to. Adam is the one who's supposed to keep the garden. A lot of times we're taught Adam was off keeping the garden, when in reality he was standing right there, centered the world on both parts. Then the eyes of both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. They're ashamed. First thing that enters the world with sin is shame. And shame's not good. No one likes to feel shameful. So this very good world is already tainted seconds after they, they do the thing God told them not to do. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Hiding themselves. Again, shameful. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? God knew. God knew exactly where he was. God wanted him to come forward and confess. And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? Again, God knows. Going him to confess. The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. So the blame game starts. More sin is entering the world. It's kind of like with David, for instance. When David and all the Bathsheba things, there's like ten sins. And we've gone over those many times that just happen right back to back to back to back. And that's how often it happens with us. One sin comes. Then we have to do another sin to cover up for that sin. And then another sin. And then it's kind of like when you tell a lie. You have to tell a lie to cover up that lie. Then a lie to cover up the a lie that covered up the lie. And then it just keeps going on. Sin never. It, ter- this might be a terrible example. But it's really... I, it just came to me. You know, they say you can never eat one chip. And that's usually true. When you get one Lay's potato chip, you want more. When you get one Pringle, you want more. And when you're sinning, very rarely. And sometimes, sometimes, well, this is when you're outside of Christ, of course. You just can't help yourself from sinning. It's, it's in our nature. We're going to get to that here in a moment as well. But some, when we sin, it looks more and more appetizing. Is what I'm saying. Even with Jesus. Unless we ask forgiveness and repent. Then, then again, then the, Lord, then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this? That the Lord, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I. So there again, blaming the serpent. Skipping down to verse 16. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. The first conflict arises. She's going to have pain and childbearing. We know I'm not... A woman, so I have never been pregnant and given birth. I've heard it's pretty painful. Can't back that up. But I've heard it's pretty painful. Um, 
So that is a result of sin. That's pain. And then there's going to be strife in the marital relationship because the woman is going to want to rule over the husband and the husband is going to want to rule over the wife in a way that's not godly and expect her to submit in a way that Ephesians 5 is not talking about, in a, in a way that is not godly submission. So there's going to be strife within the marriage. And then he said, then he turns to Adam. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you, and pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. So, Adam was a keeper of the garden. When he sinned, when he did not keep the garden like he was supposed to do, everything, his and his, and his wife's relationship, um, sorry, I just lost my thought, his and his wife's relationship, the blaming starts, everything, just there's friction. Even the earth is not the same. Listen to this. This is the Romans passage. Romans 8.22 says this. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Since the beginning of time, and will be until Jesus comes back, the earth is groaning for Jesus. I mean, all we have to do is look out. Look outside. We see death. We see dead trees. We see dead animals. We see all kind of stuff. Just death. And that's not been there. Thorns and thistles. No one likes thorns. No one likes a briar patch. They're there because of sin. This world we had was perfect. And sin entered the world. And everything messed up because of that. He continues on to say to Adam, By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust. And to dust you shall return. This is when death enters the world. Does Adam and do Adam and Eve physically die like that? Absolutely not. They do die later on. We know from Genesis 5 that Adam lives to be 138. No, that's how old he was when he fathered his son. Thus the days of Adam, thus the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. So he lives 930 years. Still a long time, but he dies. That would not have happened without sin. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. Sin brings death. The man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them. This is known as the first sacrifice because he killed the animal for them to be covered. And sin has to be covered. There has to be something covering sin. It's first death. Cain, Abel's death's not the first death. Abel's death is the first human death. But death has entered the world. And I don't think we really know how big of a deal this is. Because we see it all of the time. And I'm not trying to make anyone sad. We have family members that pass. We have this and this. All of this death around us that we're kind of desensitized to it. Death was never the plan. Yes, God knew. Because God knows all. God knew that this was going to happen. But it wasn't in God's original plan. God's original plan was perfection. God's original plan was what we see in Genesis 1 and 2. Man and woman working together in a perfect place. But because of sin, because man chose to take that 
fruit. We're told it's an apple. Obviously, as we just read, it doesn't say apple. But he, man takes the fruit. He's not supposed to do that. Death, sin, every bad thing you can think of enters the world at this moment. Then the Lord God said, this is verse 22, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Hold on, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, it is getting really loud outside my door. There's people working on my dorm. Not sure what's going on. Hope it's not distracted. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had taken. He drove out the man to the east of the Garden of Eden. He placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. God will not be around sin. Yes, death's bad. Yes, briars are bad. Yes, the, the fractured marriage system is bad. But th this is where separation from God occurs. And yes, we, we don't... We, we clearly see that walking in the garden was a common thing because they weren't shocked by it. This is where the separation from God occurs. That's why we are separated from God. Yes, we pray to Him. Yes, we have a relationship with Him. But we will not be fully connected back with God until the end of time. And that is because of sin. Sin separates us from God. Think about it. Even when we are saved, when we sin, we feel further away from God. But God does the merciful thing. God sends them out of the garden before they can take that tree of life and then they'll live forever once they do that in this sin and in this brokenness and in this depravity away from God. So they're outside of the garden because God will not be around sin. But God also doesn't let them live forever. So as we see, there are consequences for sin. Sin enters the world. Now you might be asking yourself, why am I not giving you the hope for sin? There is a hope for sin, and we're going to touch on that briefly. Because the gospel needs to be preached. But in the story of Jesus, for years and years and years, read the book of Judges, read the history books of the Old Testament, read the laws. There was so much depravity. And that was their life. They looked forward to the coming Messiah. That's how they were saved, just like we look back to the coming Messiah, to the Messiah that's come. And even in our world today, there's so much brokenness, and there's almost no hope. But there is a hope. His name is Jesus. And we're going to talk about that. Jesus came, died, and rose from the dead for your sin, for this very thing that separates us from him. From him. The very thing that he told us not to do, he made a way so we can, make, so we can have our way back to him. His name is Jesus. And that's what we're celebrating. So you might be wondering, why do we need Jesus? You probably know that, but it's sin. Without sin, there's no need for Jesus. So if we had done, if they had done what God had told them to do, and we can't say that because if we were there, we would have done the same thing. You know you would have. Because I know I would have. We all would have. But God has provided a way back to Him. And yes, there are still labor pains. There's birth pains as they as. Romans 18, go, Romans 18, Romans 8 goes on to say, until the full, fullness of time when we are brought back with God, there's going to be pain because we live in a sinful world. But Jesus has made the way. And we're going to talk about that. 
We're going to talk about some of the prophecies that Jesus has fulfilled. We're going to talk about Jesus himself, his crucifixion, resurrection. Because sometimes we focus on the little baby in the manger and we forget that he's the savior of the world. And sometimes we forget about why, how broken we are. That's what this episode's about. How broken we are. So, I know it's depressing. It's very depressing. But the hope that's coming in future episodes, the hope that has come through Jesus, we're going to talk about. That's why it's so important for at Christmas time to focus on Jesus. Yes, he was the little baby in the manger. But he's the one that came and died. Stomped death. And rose from the dead. Making us where we don't have to die. Where death is dead. Yes, there is still people dying. There's still people dying and going to hell because they don't choose to follow Jesus. He's made the way. All we have to do is follow him. Make him Lord of our lives. And everything changes from there. So we're, we're going to get to that very soon. So stay tuned. And know that sin is the cause for Jesus. And Jesus, one thing I heard, Jesus was never plan B. Okay? God knew that sin was going to enter the world and that he was going to have to send his son. Did he want to do that? No, but we have free will. He wanted to send his son to make the relationship right with us. But he wanted there to be perfection where he didn't have to send his son. But because of our free will, he let that happen. So we can choose him. And that's amazing. Let's go do that. Let's never forget that. But there was never any, well, I'll see if they do right through the law and then I'll send Jesus. No. God knew exactly what he had to do. So, that's your gospel. If you're not saved and you want to know more about this, Jesus came and died and rose from the dead for you. So you can escape this eternal separation that everything bad in the world is from this moment. And you can escape that through Jesus. So I'm going to pray. Then we're going to move into closing thoughts. Then we'll say a few little announcements. And then we'll move on. Dear Lord, I, I thank you for this day. And I thank you just for everything you've done for us, God. Thank you that even though we did the one thing you told us not to do, and we still do the things you tell us not to do, that you made a way through Jesus for us to come to you. Help us, help if there's someone listening that hasn't done that, they would do that, God. And those of us that have, that we would share the gospel with people and encourage them to do that. We can't make the decision for them, God, but we can tell them about it. And help us to do just that, God. Help us to love you, love each other more every day. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for this Christmas season. Help us not to get so caught up in it, though, that we miss you. Thank you for the time we'll get to spend with family and friends. And just please help us to love you and love them. And show your love to maybe lost family members and friends. And just please help us to honor you in everything we do. It's in your name I pray. Amen. So, as many of you know who know me personally or who've listened to the podcast for any extended period of time, in my own quiet time, I've been going very, very slowly since 2020. Pretty much, every, I don't say this to be bragging, but every day, um, I was just reading a verse, half a verse, two verses, three verses in Genesis. Now I'm in Exodus, Exodus 21 to be exact. 
And if you know about Exodus 21, you know it's the reason a lot. If you know about Exodus 20 to the end of Exodus, through Leviticus, Numbers, you know it's where a lot of people stop their Bible in a year plan. And I made my mind up through God's strength that I was going to go through it. And it is, it's challenging. It's talking about laws. But one thing that stuck out to me is God left nothing to chance. God told them exactly what he wanted. And told them down to the detail. And I'm sorry, it's getting really loud out there. And I'm trying to drown it out. But God told them exactly what he wanted. He didn't leave it to chance. That's how much he cares about his people. That he doesn't leave them to try to figure anything out on their own. That he knows they can't figure it out on their own because of what we just talked about. So he tells them everything they need to know to honor him. And to follow him. Because that was their way of following him. So, with that being said, God cares about you too. God has given us his word so that we can honor you. And so, we'll honor you. I'm sorry, that is really distracting me outside. I'm really trying to press through this though. Because I don't know how loud they are to you. I know they're pretty loud to me. But, um, and if I have to redo this, I will definitely redo this closing thoughts. But, God's love for us, and even what he's telling us to do and not to do, is amazing. It truly is. God gave us everything we needed for a reason to glorify him. Even every detail, like we talked about this morning, if two men are fighting with each other and one of them punches a pregnant woman and she gives birth the things to do if the baby's harmed and the things to do if the baby's okay how often is that going to happen probably not that often but god cared enough about his people to let them know exactly what he wanted them to do and he's done the same thing with us it's called the bible so let's read it let's know that god cares about us in every detail of our lives and that he has given us the roadmap of how to do it we can't do it on our own that's why we have holy spirit now, I'm not going to get into what laws are we still under, what laws are Israel. Probably can figure that out by just reading them. But, God has given us the way to do that. And it's through the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> through Jesus coming. But He's given us details of how we're supposed to live our life. Let's not only read them, but let's do it as well. So, that's all I have to say about that. And yeah, don't think I really have much else to say other than... T-shirts, you know, that's $20, the gray one and the blue one. We have bracelets, pop sockets, stickers. Those are no charge to you. And by the way, getting close to Christmas time, they do make great stocking stuffers. Just, just want to throw that out there. I think I said pop sockets. If I didn't say pop sockets, we have those too. Anyway, um, as always, if you'd like somebody to be on a testimony episode, let me, let Jackson know. We'll definitely talk to you. Before, just to make sure you're solid, you know, not that we're saying you're not. And, yeah, you might hear Jackson on some of these Christmas episodes along with me. You never know. We're still trying to talk that through, see what's going on there. And, yeah. So, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you guys have a great Christmas season. And let's remember what Christmas is most about. And that's all I have. So, I love you guys. Hope you guys have a great week. Go point to the point. Goodbye.